Yeah, like my parents like to classify books like in terms of food. So like the classics are like your vitamins and your minerals and your proteins and all of that. And they're, they're the ones that like help you build your understanding of a language, your understanding of literature. And then you have books like Serendipity, which is the other book <laughs> I'm reading. Uh, it's basically an anthology of 10 romantic tropes that have been transformed by different authors um edited by Marissa Meyer I'll talk about it a little bit more in the episode again and they classify these kinds of books as junk food delicious but junk food they're they're for fun they're not necessarily going to make you you know ponder the nature of existence or look at leaves in a different way <laughs> like a book like Mrs. Dalloway would do you know but junk food is good Junk food's good, except it's not too good for you because you need to eat your healthy food. See how this is such a great analogy, a metaphor. Is this a metaphor? This is why I'm addicted to junk food. I'm addicted to junk food and I'm addicted to... <laughs> I know, exactly. Young books in this... Us teenagers, we just, we don't know what's good for <laughs> us. No, not that, not the serenity isn't great. Serenity is so great. I'm going to recommend it later in the episode. So now I'm going to rant about the books I am reading... I have read and I'm going to read. <laughs> I just finished Hani and Issues Guide to Fake Dating by Adiba Jai Gildar. So it's basically an, uh, it's an LGBTQIA uh, plus love story. Um, basically, it's a fake dating trope too. And basically, there's this girl called Hani. She's like a popular girl. This is in Ireland, by the way, but they're both like Bangladeshi. And Hani is a popular girl, and when she tells her friends that she is bisexual, they do not accept her. They do not accept that she is bisexual, and that they just think... Actually, later in the book, her friend says, like, we know you're just saying you're bisexual for the um, attention and, like, to to seem interesting. So that really, like pissed me off when she said that and issue is like her not her enemy exactly but they don't talk to each other but basically her friends made her feel like she had to validate herself honey so she just blurts out that she is dating a girl so they actually believe that she's bisexual and um so that girl is issue so there's this whole like plot of how honey gets issue to date her and what happens after that yeah so no, seriously, like fake dating is amazing because yeah. it's like so much internal yeah. turmoil, especially if it's in first yeah. person. I mean, it mostly is, but like so much yeah. angst. <laughs> Teenage angst. I know it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm catching feelings. Oh, and also issue, issue agrees to date Hani because she wants to be head girl to impress her parents. Ulterior motives. And then obviously I read Cassandra Clare because, you know, I love yeah. Cassandra Clare. And I am actually <laughs> currently reading the second book of The Eldest Curses, where basically, this is the last book of White, but I finished the first book a few days ago, so I can talk about that one. So basically, it's about Magnus and Alec in between the Shadowhunter series. Like, she's written it after, but it's like when they go on holiday. Oh, those are characters I actually know. <laughs> cool. Uh, so they go on holiday in between the uh, the Mortal Instruments series, but actually something happens then. So it's about that. Wait, 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 wait. This is about Malik? Yeah, it is. Does it have spoilers for the other books? Um, No, no, it has spoilers for the Mortal Instruments. 
And it's... Well, how, how many books in it, though? Because I really like Malik, okay? Two. Two, two. Great, I can read yeah. it. Yeah, okay, yeah, fine, you can read it. And so the, those are, like, the books. And also, I'm reading a Harry Potter fanfic. It's called All the Young Dudes. And it's it's about Sirius and Lupin. So basically, both of them are gay in this. Yeah, we, we accepted that. Wait, 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 wait. is it Remus by? Something like that. Yeah, I don't. haven't, like, I've only read the first chapter. But basically, they get in a relationship. So I just wanted to... S- I would totally be on top of that if I did not ship Lupin and Tonks so I don't hard. ship Lupin and Tonks that hard. So I'm totally on top of that. <laughs> and I love Sirius and Lupin. And uh, no spoilers for the Harry Potter series. But if you haven't read the Harry Potter series, please. What are you doing with your life? I mean... <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we just talked about fanfic on a book podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> um, Cynics, you may... You may complain and like rant, yeah. Scrooge's of the world. We're really sorry for ruining your day. <laughs> you can stop listening now, okay? <laughs> Actually, don't stop listening, but yeah. I mean, don't stop listening, but if you must. <laughs> so I have also, so I have a lot of books to read, and there's one book that I really want to read, which is "It Ends with Us" by Colleen Hoover. And I've basically I went to a bookstore like a week back, and I got a lot of books, as one does, and um. Most of these books I got from BookTok, okay? And one of them is It Ends With Us with Colleen, by Colleen Hoover. It's basically like a love story and there's some complications and it's like a love triangle, I think. So I'm excited to read that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been reading and now we should get into the recommendations because it's been... Love triangles give me angst. Yeah, I know. Lots of angst. They're probably like my least favorite romantic group just because of how much angst mm-hmm. they give me. It's like, no, no, one person has to end up sad. You know, like happy ending. No, you know the Infernal Devices by Cassandra Clare? Both of them get the girl. It's not... I've heard about it a couple of times from you and Andy. <laughs> just, just a few times. Okay, anyways, uh, we should get into the thing because it's been 17 minutes of recording and we haven't started with the oh, whole subject of this. <laughs> of course we haven't. So, on to the books. Our first book is Pulp by Robin Talley. And this was one of the first books I read in 2021, which is some random, random, random trivia to kick this off, I suppose. Okay, and this is about um, pulp fiction. So it it was quite interesting um, as to read because it talks about this particular genre of fiction. I actually learned a lot about a genre I didn't know existed or like a time period of literature. Um, so pulp fiction was this sort of genre, you could call it, but not really. It's like an era of fiction, which um, I'm not quite sure. So if I'm getting any details wrong, I'm really sorry. But around the 1950s, 1960s or something like that, there was this genre or era or whatever of pulp fiction, which was basically like these kind of flashy, superficial books about like cowboys. And like there was a lot of like lesbian and gay stuff going on because this was the age of McCarthyism in the US where being gay was literally illegal. Yeah. And so there was a lot of like illegal stuff going on. Like there was a lot of gay books and you know, so people could actually like live their lives yeah. through literature. And also these books were like really scandalous. So I'm not, yeah, they were really scandalous or something. Anyway, so having got the awkward pulp introduction over with, I'm going to talk about the story now. So it's a twin timeline book, which is something I totally love. Like, give me a twin timeline book and I will be happy. So 
Um, basically, there are two characters. Um, in 1955, there's Janet, who is in love with her best friend. And her, her best friend is in love back. But again, this is the age of McCarthyism. And she, she discovered like the fact that she was lesbian from a pulp book. And so that's why it's called pulp, um, the book. <laughs> and she has to keep it a secret and she can't tell anybody. But when somebody finds out, cliffhanger. So the second timeline is this teenage girl called Abby in the early 2010s ish. And her senior project for school is 1950s lesbian pulp fiction. And she's basically reading this one book uh, by somebody called Mary- Marianne Love, or however you pronounce that. And she's really, really determined to track this woman down now. And basically, it's about how both girls, and of course, it does like the twin, pa- twin timeline thing beautifully, du- dual narratives, I think it's called, where it kind of weaves together um, stories in a very masterful way and ends kind of beautifully and basically it's about how both girls must kind of discover that they they must kind of find a way out of the respective messes that they're in and it was a really good book four stars because it didn't give me an existential crisis because that's my criteria right it was a really good book though and i i kind of like after i read it i was like i think it was the second robin tally book i read and i was like this this lady's nice i like her books this lady's nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so that's pulp. Highly recommend. My second book is also an LGBTQ book. It is Birthday by Meredith Russo. So this book is about two two people who were born on the same day and basically there was a snowstorm going on and their family has got standard at the hospital together and they became best friends. Like, the, the families became really close, and so they grew up as best friends. They were both assigned male gender at birth. Uh, since they shared the same birthday, it's basically six chapters, and each chapter is one birthday a year later. And it's kind of how, through these six birthdays, um, one of them discovers their true gender identity, as well as they kind of discover truths about themselves that they have to break out of the mold that we all get put in yeah. at birth. And it's a really beautiful story about discovering your true identity as well as love. But actually, I don't know if this is a rom-com, honestly, because although it has a happy ending, it has some very like serious issues. So trigger warning for like abuse and some issues. And it's a little bit dark-ish and it's premise, but I think it was like, in the end, it was a, ha- it was a hopeful book. So although neither of us really like know how to classify books into rom-coms or romance and where the line ends, you know, and begins. But I would say that although it's not fully a rom-com, and I may be like committing genre blasphemy here, I think that it counts as a hopeful book. And so you should read it if you want to like feel good about soulmates, you know. Mm. So basically, my next book is I Wish You All the Best by Mason Deebert. And this one is about Ben, who comes out as non-binary to their parents, and then is promptly kicked out of the house, because that's an issue that people face, apparently. And I did not know this before reading the book, and it was deeply troubling to learn of. Yeah, that that's apparently a thing. And then they have to move in with their sister, who was estranged from the parents, like, years ago, and so they actually don't know their sister anymore, but... It's about how they now have to start on a new school without any of their possessions, 
with the like haunting truth that their parents can't accept them for who they are and they have to you know deal with the cute guy <laughs> because this is the rom-com yeah I-, I think it's a rom-com again this one has like take a warning for people who don't want to read about a teenager being thrown out of the house before they're of age and basically it's about how they have to first of all like have the courage to come out to their new friends because they want to kind of keep it like low profile at their new school and not just be like the non-binary kid yeah so basically it's kind of it's a hopeful book which is why again i put it in this category and i don't remember these books very well because like i'm starting with the books i read the farthest back mm-hmm. so i'm really just trying to like you know improvise this she means like a less than a year ago not like the really far no but it was, no it was more than a year ago for sure no, because no, no. this is like last january no, i saw i saw this i'm, last I'm adding them to my tbr and you read this, them in april oh <laughs> okay apparently i just have like really bad memory and i read too many books my conclusion is that this is also a very good book and that people who want like if 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 a non-binary person who's listening here wants to see themselves in a book also other people one. it's not only whoever yeah. wants to yeah. read it it was it. it was a really hopeful book yeah and it although it had like a dark premise and Ben does have to go to therapy sessions to kind of get over that past trauma of like all the issues that they faced after being literally thrown out of the house for like showing who they are after all of that dark stuff it's a story about hope and love So again not really a rom-com because that's the theme of this episode <laughs> but my books will get more like rom-coms as the list goes on but this is a good book and it was really hopeful at the ending so it it had some messages that were inspiring Okay so now we're going to intersperse with one of my books it is called A Suitable Boy by Vikram Seth and my mom actually recommended this i was asking them for like romcom recommendations <laughs> i was asking them for romcom recommendations <laughs> and then my mom and dad um recommended this i asked them if it was a romcom and they said among many things so they were being like cryptic and stuff so but i still uh-huh. have to read this but i that cuz they don't want to spoil it i respect that so much among other stuff can there be a more vague thing than that I mean, yeah, I, I agree. It's a little vague, <laughs> a but little? they're trying to not spoil anything this book's about. I love that. Okay. It's like among other things, like it's one of the plots, you know. And okay, so basically, yeah. the I think it's a part of a series called A Bridge of Leaves. I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be the suitable girl, but I think he's still working on oh. it. From what I can tell, yeah, it's a very thick book, guys. So like. Read this if you're still stuck at home, which is unlikely actually. One thousand four hundred and seventy-four pages. Yes. Yeah. So read this if you're still stuck at home, or if you're not like in high school and you don't have to carry like books, a lot, a lot of books around. But you can read it if you're okay. you're in high school. Or if you stop telling people not to read books. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> read this. Like, just be warned that we're recommending like a thousand page book to you. So, like, please don't give us hate. Rounding up. Once you actually. Oh. Okay, so be warned this book is like 1,500 pages long. So, please don't give us hate once you're 50% through it and you realize you've just read like 700 pages. 750. We're just saying. Seven. I know I do math here. I'm just like, okay, 750. Okay. Anyways, so let me just uh, tell you the summary. 
So basically, there's um uh, a girl called Lata and her mom. Uh, they're both trying to find um someone for Lata to marry, and this is like set when India is newly independent, which. If you don't oh. know that India got independent in 1947, and so they're still going through like struggles, um, economic struggles and stuff. And this is like it's a world of four extended families and how I think they tie together or something. Okay. Yeah, and then I think they like go around trying to find a boy for her to marry. Yeah. That is my first book, and yeah. Oh, it's 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 called A Suitable Boy by Vikram Seth. Okay. So, my next book is Felix Ever After by Kaysen Calendar. And continuing the theme of very LGBTQ rom-coms, this one is about Felix, who is transgender. And so basically, Felix lives a very difficult life because he's black, he's gay, and he's transgender. So, basically, he has to deal with a lot of difficult things in his life, as well as the fact that he's basically grappling for a scholarship against this rich guy who is also in a school. It's kind of a jerk to him all the time. And so, basically, when his dead name begins to be put up on walls of the school, along with old pictures from back when, like, the world identified him as female, he basically needs to... He has, he, he thinks he has a suspect. Right, and it's this person who's been, and this person who's been such a jerk to him, and clearly wants the scholarship, and for him to act out so he can get the scholarship or something like that, because I don't remember all the plot details. Mm-hmm. And basically, he decides to catfish this guy, and uh, begins the love triangle. It's basically a really like again, it's it's a story about self discovery, but it's and it's also about true love, and it's about finding yourself. But also learning to like be confident with your talents. And I don't know if this is actually what the book is about, but I think it's what it's about. Like from my memory, like he's an artist and he learns to be confident with his art. And that's Felix Ever After by Casey Calendar. Please read the Goodreads summaries, guys. I can't do this justice. <laughs> my next book, I remember this one a little bit better. So it's just, it, it's getting like progressively better, okay? So this one is Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. I love John Green. Um, I can kind of like hear him in the in the book because he he has a very like unique voice that's in all of his like character monologues. And so basically, this turtles all the way down is kind of a mashup of many many things. Uh, it's a book about a girl with anxiety called Aza Holmes, and that's largely based off the author's personal struggles. It's also a romance. Again, don't know if it's a rom com. Don't really care at this point. It it has romance and it it's a little light, little light, anxiety stuff. Um, and it's also a sort of detective story because basically the premise of the novel is that um, Aza and her best friend are trying to figure out where this billionaire has disappeared to because he was involved in this huge scandal. He's a he was about to sit trial in many many for many many illegal things that he was doing, and then he just disappears off the face of the earth. Okay, and basically it's about how Aza finds love and as well as her best friend does too. And it's also about how, first of all, they figure out their friendship issues and they they kind of have to, 
Asa has to think about the kind of person that she's gonna be as well. And she has to, like, deal with her anxiety on a day-to-day basis, which is, like, really hard to read because, like, I think it gave me an understanding of what life for people with OCD and anxiety is like because you know how people just kind of jokingly say that, oh, it's my OCD or, like, it's, um, like, it's just giving me anxiety. I know I do. And this book kind of made me, like, rethink that because, honestly, the the struggle is real for these people and it's it's like it's a chronic disorder it's it's nothing that like she can really work on she can take medication she can go to therapy but she has to deal with it still so basically it's a very like sort of anxious book quite literally but also it's a little hopeful because along the way she does try to figure it out and she's always got her mom and her best friend there for her so it's also a really positive story about family and friends and basically it's just a good book i don't know it's i recommend this one too four stars that's turtles all the way down by john green so my second book is actually a series i think my brother's read this too and he's like less than 10 years old but okay it's it's called um smile and it's by reina telgemeier and um basically it's about a girl who's like in sixth grade and I think it's, this is kind of like an autobiography kind of thing. It's about her life. Cause her main character's name is also Rena. So mm-hmm. basically this girl, she, she injures her two front teeth and she starts like wearing braces. She has to get surgery and she has to have a retainer with like fake teeth. And obviously, you know, in middle school and high school, there's always like, crushes and like you know friend drama and everything so she still has to deal with that and it's kind of like a coming of age story and i think uh, she meets a guy she really likes uh during the next is during the three books so yeah that's why i thought of it as a romantic comedy comedy yeah it's called smile by renata that one's good yes i remember reading that as like a young girl i think it was one of the first graphic novels i ever read because yeah. It's a really honest story because it's based on a true experience. So I was like, yeah, I'm not ever going to feel bad about my teeth ever again after I finished it. Yeah, and I have braces, so. Uh Uh-huh. Like, your teeth struggles, I'm sure, were not that horrific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my next book is Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. I love this one. I've mentioned it so many times in the podcast. And basically, it's mostly about fan fiction. But it's also about like it's a it's it's a young adult story set in college, which is actually I have I haven't read a lot of. So yeah, I think this is like the first young adult story I actually read, which is set in college. So basically, Kat, who's the main character, is this huge fan of this fictional series called Simon Snow, and Simon Snow is sort of like Harry Potter to that universe. So the universe is exactly like ours, except for Simon Snow. And she's been writing this super popular fan fiction about Simon being in love with his nemesis Baz called Carry On. Okay, Baz and Simon are amazing together. I know. So basically, it's kind of like her thing, you know, and she's got a twin sister called Ren. And it's their thing, you know, they're huge Simon Snow fans. The last book is coming out soon. They're so excited. But then they go to college, and Ren suddenly doesn't want a room with Kat. Like, they grew up together, obviously, they're identical twins. 
And Kaz is like completely devastated. She's like, what? She's just like ditching me now? All right. Um, let me just room with this other person. But the other person is really like grumpy and very different from Kat. And Kat's really introverted too. So basically she's having a really, really hard time trying to gather up the courage to like even walk to lunch. And basically the entire story is about how Kat kind of finds herself. She finds friends at college. She gets a bit more confident. And it's kind of also about Simon Snow, obviously, because the author does this thing where basically she uses a writing device. And I love writing devices. Um, She puts in, like, excerpts of Carry On um, in story and also other fan fictions that were made oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. Simon Snow yeah. and also excerpts from Simon Snow, which is not a real series, guys. So don't look it up. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, <laughs> oh wait, now you can look it up. Yeah, it, no, you can't. It's not a real series, but the yeah, fan it's not fiction a is a real thing. But we will talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, and obviously the stories and the different fan fiction I carry on, they mirror, you know, Cat's narrative because fiction. So that one's really, really good. I actually give it five stars. I don't know why I did this, but I, I think I must not have come up with like my criteria yet, but um, because it didn't give me like a life crisis, like an existential crisis. Yeah, that's but what I read it and then it I looked at your rating and I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <Is it> that <laughs> deep. But yeah, it was, it was really good though. So I'm not going to change my rating. Okay, no, wait, I'm changing my rating. Four <laughs> stars. Goodreads <laughs> is giving me an error, but four stars. Four stars doesn't mean that we hate it, okay? I mean, yeah. we're okay with it. It means we like it. Three stars is average. Four yeah. stars is like. Three stars is like this book kind of was tiring to read. Yeah. Four stars is like this book is good. And, and five like stars. One is star. Like one star is this is Doctor Seuss and I don't want this to interfere with my future recommendations because I've been on Goodreads since I was five. <laughs> um. Anyway, TMI. But so. yeah, that's Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. My next book is Carry On by Rainbow Rowell, and here's where that comes in. So. Uh, this is basically carry on. So the story for this is that after um Fangirl was over, the author felt like Kat's story was over. It had yeah, been resolved. She said that. But she felt like Simon's story was still open and she felt like she could maybe wrap his story up properly and like do it in a different way. So what she did was she wrote Carry On. And I love I love the way like this book read after Fangirl because the author, like, she doesn't write in her usual style, right? Because she's, like, writing it from Kat's perspective. And because yeah. of that, it's really, really interesting to read. Because, also, like, the whole time, I had to remember, this is not Rainbow Rowell writing this. This is actually, like, Kat. But but Rainbow Rowell is writing it from Kat's perspective. Also, exactly. Rainbow Rowell is a typically romance author in her genres. Yeah. Like, Eleanor Park, which... But Eleanor and Park was a little bit, like, darker, which is why I didn't put it in that list. Yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. good, but a little bit darker, so. Not really rom-com, more like romance. Yeah, this is, a, like, a deviation from her normal writing style, fantasy. Yeah, and I love that, because it was really interesting to, like, see. And that's why she turned to series, because everybody loved it, too. And basically, it's enemies to lovers, and it's... Uh, I love what Goodreads, um, the summary says at the end. I mean, the blurb says at the end. Carry On, The Rise and Fall of Simon Snow is a ghost story, a love story, and a mystery. It has just as much kissing and talking as you'd expect from a Rainbow Rowell story, but far, far more monsters. 
that sums up the story. Yeah. Thank you for listening. That was Carry On by Rainbow Rowell. <laughs> Gory. <laughs> okay, but basically, yeah, it's nice. It's fantasy. It's set at a boarding school. It's like Harry Potter, but it has cusports. I love Baz and Simon. Oh, I love Baz as a character, okay? Baz is like one of my favorite characters in that thing. I like Baz. You don't like Baz, do you? Do you like Baz or... Do I like Baz? I don't actually remember having a film like Baz. How could you not like Baz? Uh, now I'm going to be talking about The Princess Diaries by Meg Cabot. Okay, so this is a series I read. This is like very 2005. Yeah. No, but I read this when I was 10, which was actually not a great decision on my part yeah. because the 10th book, basically it has YA <laughs> themes and my mom found the book in my bag and then she's like, why are you oh reading Oh my this? God. And I'm like, okay. I still remember the book like coming on my bag. Anyways, oh my God. I remember like reading this too and then my, I'm pretty sure like my parents, they let me read it, but they were very like, why are you reading this? Yeah. And they must, I'm pretty sure like they must have gone on like some Google search and be like, is the princess diaries clean for my, you know, my nine or 10 year old? <laughs> um, and then, um, a miracle occurred for them. The fifth book in the series, which was, we were borrowing this from a library because Kindle was not a part of my life back then. And then this copy came back like with half the pages torn out as library books very aggravatingly tend to do. So I couldn't read the book and then I just got like really off the series. Yeah. I think my parents are really glad that that happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> parents, not you, totally not you. Yeah, no, I don't judge the princess diaries now and be like, what is that? Yeah. Okay, but I'm recommending it. So don't be mean towards my book recommendation. Don't be mean. It's good. Okay, so <laughs> it's good. So... Basically, there are like 11 books in the series, I think. And there's a summary, so... And this is also a movie now, which stars yeah. Anne Hathaway. And it's a really good adaptation, but we're not going to go there. Yeah, stars Anne Hathaway, <laughs> that's all you need to know. And, yeah, um, full stop, go watch it. it's about this girl called Mia Thermopolis. And basically, she thinks she just thinks her life is really bad. So basically, her dad tells her that she's the... Princess of Genovia. Yeah. Kind of like typical things, but yeah. Yeah. Yay. Okay, that's The Princess Diaries by Mad Cabot. My next recommendation is recommended for you by Laura Silverman. And this one is basically, it's actually a rom-com. So this is where we get into books that are truly rom-coms and not just me trying to find rom-coms. So this one's a bookstore rom-com. So like, read it. What more do you need? It's basically about this girl. And she basically, she needs to work extra on this rom-com to fix her car. Her moms are also fighting. Everything's just basically falling apart in her life because then this new boy shows up to the bookstore and he's very cute. But she doesn't care because he doesn't even read. But like, basically, she thinks he's cute and there's obviously like tension because it's romantic, because it's enemies to lovers. But yeah, yeah, she hates him because he's basically, he's taking her hours, which she needs to earn money to fix her car so she can drive herself to places. He doesn't even Mm -hmm. read. He's just working in the bookstore for the money. But then, you know, she discovers the truth about him and they fall in love. Yay. It's really good. That's recommended (laughs) for you by Laura Silverman. And it's really like funny and cute. And there are some book references, but not as much as I would have liked for the book set in a bookstore. Like, hello, people. Um, But yeah, that one's good. Four stars. My next one is The Holiday Switch by Tiff Marcello. And this one's actually like very similar to the last one. I think both are set in the holiday season actually. 
it's basically about this girl who's again trying to work extra hours in the like in that she works at in her small town and then the owner's nephew comes in and he's like i'm a work here too and steal half your extra hours and basically it's enemies lovers again actually this one has an interesting thing though they switch phones and they both discover secrets of each other's and then they have to like oh, wow. like hide the secrets and then like it becomes friendship and then yeah you know how how like yeah. story arcs progress um so yeah. yeah that one's really good as well but i gave it three stars though because i think after reading recommended for you and then later i read this one i was like there are way too similarities for, between these two books for me to give them for both four stars yeah but yeah it, it was it was like a good book it's not i, I just gave it three stars because i felt like it in the moment don't ask me to explain my decisions the holiday switch by tiff marcello also good so now this one is one that i read one of the last books i read last year i think it's called she drives me crazy by kelly quindlin this is a lesbian romance and basically it's about this girl who's bas- a basketball player in her high school and she loses to her ex-girlfriend in their first game since they broke up and she gets into a fender bender which basically means like the car it's a car crash basically and that's with her enemy Irene Abraham and their moms force them to carpool together oh. because until oh. until uh, Irene's car gets out of the shop so this is again an enemies to lovers a lot of enemies to lovers in rom-coms yeah we read a ton of enemies yeah. to lovers books yeah and actually Scotty, who's the main character, she bribes Irene into um, shameless into uh like fake dating her, uh. and uh basically it's kind of obvious that like you know things happen, and I think it was a really cute book. I like Irene's also half Indian, I think. Yeah, her mom's Indian, so that's cool. That's I don't know. I just want. I just felt like mentioning <laughs> that. Okay, so this is uh she drives me crazy by Kelly Quindlin. So. This is my last book. This is Red, White, and Royal Blue by uh, Casey McQuinston. And I absolutely love this book. In the Best Books of 2021 list, which uh, was one of our episodes, you should go check that out. This was my third favorite book. And basically, it's about the first son of the U.S., Alex Claremont Diaz. He's Mexican, and he realizes he's bisexual later into the story. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that in the beginning. And the Prince of England, Prince Henry, basically they get into an international like scandal because they they literally like crash a wedding cake. But yeah, no yeah, big deal. Yeah, they literally crash a wedding. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. It's it's uh, Henry's brother's wedding cake, and yeah. So both their press teams kind of form a fake friendship thing where they have to like act like they're friends. Mm-hmm. But then this goes slightly wrong. They fall in love. Because it's enemies to lovers. We're not even spoiling anything, okay? It's all predictable. And basically, they have to try and like hide this from the media because, you know, the media can be completely homophobic a lot. Yeah. And also, the son of the president of the US and... and uh, she's not going to get elected. Re-elected. Because, she, like, this is also, like, re-election time, so she's working on it. Yeah. This book made it into both of our uh, best books of 2021 This because it was that good, people. Read it. Yeah, it's really good. And yeah, that is, that's why I saved this one for talking last uh-huh. because. Yeah, it's good. Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuinston. Okay, so 
my next book is Dash and Lily's Book of Dares by Rachel Cohn and David Levitan. And this book is actually quite amazing. Okay, it's love in a notebook, basically. And I discovered the book through a TV series, the TV series adaptation on Netflix, which was just wonderful. I absolutely loved it. And I fell in love with their story because I didn't know the book existed. So it's not like I just committed book blasphemy on purpose or anything. Once I finished the TV series, I realized that I wanted to try the book. And I was really glad I did because I I loved the book. So what they did was apparently they took turns sending the drafts back to each other. And David Levithan wrote Dash's part and Rachel Cohn wrote Lily's part. Because they genuinely had two different voices. Dash read differently and Lily read differently. And I really loved that. It was very cute. It's a Christmas time romance. And... I think that the authors did it like a really great job of tying the story together. And it had that reveal thing, which I liked, where all the plans don't get told to the reader while they're being formulated. And rather, they kind of get revealed along the way. So I, I really love it. And it was very hopeful because it was like, you can find love in a notebook and he's somehow your soulmate. It was great. And yeah, I, I also highly recommend the TV series because it was a really, really good adaptation. Well done. And yeah, so that's Dash and Lily's Book of Dares by Rachel Cohn and David Levithan, which is actually a series too. And I didn't quite like the rest of the series much because for me, I think uh, I shouldn't have read the second two because the first one kind of like put it like set it in stone in my mind. And then the third one, second one and third one, they had to mess it up again to like form the perfect plot. And then after a while for me, it kind of got repetitive. So I didn't like the second two books as much, but definitely love the first one so yeah highly recommend now i'm going to close off my list with two anthologies my first one is meet cute some people are destined to meet edited by jennifer l armantrout and this one is basically it's all about meet cutes right and there are many many like different takes on meet cutes there's a futuristic one there's one about like a reality tv show take there's Two teenagers hiding out from the police at a party and many, many other things. And it's just really like, it was really interesting because it was the first anthology I ever read. And I mean, I really loved the anthology format actually because basically all the authors have unique voices. And when you put that together into one big happy family, you just get like a great collection of short stories where almost nothing goes wrong, which is wonderful for me because I was reading this after PG Wodehouse and after PG and like in PG Wodehouse things go very very wrong a lot and although they get dissolved sometimes it can get very frustrating because you're like Bertie Booster listen to me just like go escape to France from all your relatives and stop messing up your life so then I needed a book that like had absolutely no conflict whatsoever so I decided to do meet cutes which basically just like you fall in love at first sight and then there's some small hitches, but then it all ends really happily, really quickly. Yeah, so it was a really good book. It obviously it met my expectations because I was looking for something. I read the correct book for it, and I got it. So that's Meet Cute, Some People Are Destined to Meet, edited by Jennifer L. Armantrout. My last book, I'm very out of breath now because this is tiring, is Surrender Pity, Ten Romantic Tropes Transform, edited by Marissa Meyer. And... This one is a little different from Meteor, obviously, because it's all the tropes, or some of the tropes, and it has some interesting takes on tropes. I'm in the middle of it, as I mentioned a little earlier. 
So I'm not quite sure about all the stories, but I've I've really loved the ones that I've read so far. And I I also I like anthologies as a way to discover new authors because if there's an author whose voice that you haven't really like heard before or you you haven't heard of the author before, and you're reading a short story in an anthology about them, sometimes you can discover next favorite author through that. So I think it's a great way to kind of broaden your scope a little bit. And yeah. So that's Serendipity, 10 Romantic Tropes Transformed, edited by Marissa Meyer. Okay, so thank you for listening. We hope that at least a few of those made it onto your TBR and that you read the Goodreads summaries because I don't know how to summarize books that I read a year ago, okay? Um, subscribe for more episodes and share with fellow book lovers. We have a blog that we try to post weekly, so check that out. We also have a Spotify account where I've compiled some very long playlists for very specific characters, so follow that. For the next two months, we're going to be kind of switching things up a little and doing themes, so we're going to be doing the theme of time. And the first book we're reading is Time Traveling with a Hamster by Ross Welford. So read ahead if you'd like, Um, send us a voicemail or an email with uh, your thoughts on the book, other books, other rom-com recommendations, literally anything. Uh, and we'll feature you on the podcast. All the links are in the description as well as the book title, all of the books we recommended. The description's gonna be very wordy. Please check that out. Uh, again, thank you for listening and bye. Bye! Anyway, so this one was really like good. What? This. This book was like, what, what do I even say? I, I genuinely don't remember these books too well.